So when you're younger, I know I'm getting older and I know I'm getting older looking because more and more people are starting to comment on not only the thickness, but the color of my hair. So it clearly doesn't match my face in terms of <laughs> what a 43-year-old man's yeah. hair should it's, look like. My face clearly envy. looks way older. It's, it's, well, it's people... It's you've got incredible envy. hair. You do have yeah. incredible it hair, Tim. It's honestly... It's like, it, I'm very envious of your hair. And me. People never mention it when you're 20, do they? They never well, go, no, oh, you've got great... You know, your hair's this, or do you dye it, or whatever. But now, all of a sudden, they're clearly looking at my face going, he's old. Wow. That is jet black thick hair for a really old also, man. <laughs> because of the nature of what what you, you did in your 20s, I mean, there's quite a lot of photo and video evidence of what you look like. So it's no surprise that people didn't ask about your hair then. Because, I mean, it was a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Afro. Here's what's coming up on the show. <laughs> They, they, they know lederhosen and beers in cups with lids. They know it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> They're mine! Pulse! The pulse. The, no! Fuck you! Oh, that helmet! That's smart! I'm having that! Don't you pack! Don't you pack them up! And it's my voice on that track, right? And, and it's like, it's a massive dance tune. Right, intro, 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 intro. How are you guys doing? You're right. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just back from the Montagna. I think when I last spoke to you, I was in just got to Morzine, so I've yeah. come back. I had the surprisingly fun week because I wasn't ex I wasn't expecting much because, as you know, there's not that much snow, mm. and it was also half term week, so two. Oh. Big negos oh, in a lot of people's minds. But it was brilliant. It turned out a really fun week. So, yeah, I've got really sore legs and feet now. But it, you know, I'm not going to complain because I've just been in the mountains, and you guys maybe haven't. No, I definitely. So, well, obviously, I know you've been all over Morzine. How how bad was it, snow wise? I mean, they were scraping it from the sides to fill in the piece. Right. Pretty bad. Bits. Pretty bad but is what you could have said. Uh, as in, you wouldn't want to be going off piece no. at all, really. Because no. what? It's just rocks and grass. Yeah, it's grass. Yeah. It's oh my god! Stuff. But no, not like not totally. But you, you definitely wouldn't be. You'd be riding on the piece. But the, that was what surprised me. Was fine. Um, but I think the temperatures massively dropped now, which means that when we were there, it was obviously a little bit slushy. So it's kind of all right. Yeah, which but now it's just we don't ice, want that. It? But now it's like got obviously loads more water in it, hasn't it? The the, the snow. And yeah, but you just did that... that. You just did that with your hand. What is this? I, I know this. I know this is a podcast, <laughs> and you can't see what Jenny's doing, but it is revolting. That is like milking like... a goat or something. <laughs> She did, she did the Nigella Lawson, didn't she? she like, did. Yeah, it's got more moisture. A bit moist. I know you used the word moist, which is horrendous. But yeah, no, it's a word. And then that's now frozen because the temperatures are low. So I imagine it's mighty firm. Oh, what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Firm, oh, yeah. Firm and not moist anymore. Nice oh, and firm. Stop it. Stop you started it. it. You started <laughs> with this nonsense. I've stopped checking the um forecast I have. I can't I can't check it. It's too depressing. I don't even look anymore. 
Wait a minute. What if you were in Hollywood? You'd be all right. Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. This Snowing in Hollywood on. for the first time in over 30 years or something. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, What's going I'll on? I'll tell you, mate, if you want. It's called climate change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've, we've, had, we've had two guests on the podcast tell us all about it. We should really yeah. know these things. Yeah. Go and check them out. Lauren McCallum and uh, Anna... Smoothie. Smoothie. Go and listen to those well, episodes available now. On, uh, yeah, I've done, I've done, available now wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> Are you going away again, Jenny? Will you have any more yeah. trips away? Not long now. I've got another week or so and then I'm off to um, uh, Samfois, which is near Teen in Val because I've got another workshop, which I'm excited nice. for. I've been to oh, Samfois. Yeah. It's Killer. nice there. It's quite it's... small, isn't it? It's like cute little, mm-hmm. um, yeah, lovely yeah. place. I like it there. Your I went last March, really took the family last yeah, March. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And in it's fact, good. podcast fans, um, if you are planning a little family trip, I will recommend this. Take the kids out of season, so not out of snow season. Take them uh, what it, during the school term. Don't worry about the holidays. Take the fine. But we got <laughs> slopeside apartment at the bottom there in Sanfuad, right on the bottom of the lift, ski in, ski out apartment for five of us. We've got a three-bed apartment. No, two-bed apartment, excuse me, for the week, ski and ski out with a swimming pool for 700 euros in Sanfois. What? Yeah, good, huh? Yeah. Drove down, took everything in the car, all of our food, ate in, cooked every night, self-catered. Cheapest ski holiday I've had in a long time. That's really cheap. I should give a shout-out to to Drewy in Morzine for letting us stay at his apartment at half-term. What a win! Otherwise, that was. it would have probably cost you five thousand pounds. See, <laughs> that's least. what you want. You want friends that have got chalets <laughs> in the mountains, don't you? And like places to stay. That, that's how yeah. you should define, or that, that, that's how you should decide who your friends are going to be. So, Tim, have you got an apartment or anywhere any accommodation out in the mountains? I've got a house in Birmingham. No, we're um, no longer friends. Jenny, how about you? <laughs> no, you don't know. Um, okay, so we're not friends anymore. So that's all right. Uh, we, yeah, just, t- just, just, just. No, no, no. Just no, that's fine. We're no longer friends. I'm sorry. Hey, no, Tim. Isn't or is this a sore spot? Isn't your? Oh, here we go. Isn't Lucy your missus skiing? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> was, am I not, I'm not yeah. sure if I was meant to say that on here suddenly. No, just bring it up. Yes, she's having a fantastically lovely time in oh. the Italian Alps. Nice. Um, Whereabouts? Yeah, Lucy, actually. Lucy and my sister, Ali, her wife, Joe, and then my other sister, Heidi, they've had a girl's trip, haven't they? They've gone easy. But it's been, it's been so funny to watch them kind of book this ski holiday and get out there and get amongst it. They've booked the one board bag between them. So between the four of them, you know, they've tried to do it. They've tried to do it as cheap as humanly possible. They've flown Ryanair from Stansted at like three a.m. or something ridiculous. None of them live. None of them live near Stansted. They've spent over three hundred pound in taxi fares and car park fees to get to fucking Stansted. They're sharing a board bag. They're like stressing. Lucy, Lucy got on the aeroplane in her snowboard jacket and helmet because she didn't have yes! room in her bag. You know, because they couldn't afford, you know, trying to do it as cheap as humanly possible. Then, when, of course, when they got to Italy the other side, the car that they'd rented was a, um, and you don't need to be a rocket surgeon to figure this one out, it was a Fiat Cinque Punto Cinque Smalle. <laughs> it was like the smallest car known to man. <laughs> Barely get the two of them in it, never mind four of them and board bags and all their snowboard gear. So, 
But no, they did. They got there. They got to Sestriere. Um, snow was okay, I think. The, the, the thing that I've picked up on that really lovely anecdote, though, that, uh, of, of your wife's wonderful skiing trip is that you said rocket surgeon. And I don't know why, but I just, I like the sound of that job. <laughs> What's a rocket, rocket surgeon? surgery? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a John O'Verity uh, malpro- malpropism. How do you malapropism. say it? Malapropism. Yeah. Malapropism. Oh, wow. What a word. Say that again. A malapropism. You not heard that word? It's basically a word, a word merge, a word. A word merge. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what it is, isn't it? A malapropism. Well, because I didn't, I, I don't know if you noticed, but Tim said a smatter of snow. A smattering of snow. And Actually, like, whilst, well, well, sure what that is. <laughs> while, while we're on Tim's <laughs> Tim's famous sayings and wonderful wordings, where yeah. are you, Tim? Tell us where you are. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I can do it very handily when we go to the news. Yes. Get the news on. Get the news on. Hang Here on. we go. Hang on. Now wait, listen. wait, 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 wait. Hang on. You know this takes me time. You know it takes me time. Surprise me rehearsals, Ollie. Not when we're live. Wait, wait, wait. Right, right you ready? Oh, no shit. Right. <laughs> oh, <for fuck. laughs> <laughs> Wait, press the wrong Can you way. just play no, the circus no, clown bed for You know, bits. right, listen, I don't bore you with the technicals, but you know it does that thing with the wheel spinning and it's just going, and then I press the wrong button and I've had to press another button and it'll work. Right, it'll work now. Hold on. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Let's start first and foremost with um, not the most pressing news, but news all the same. It is... The Natural Selection Tour jewels have dropped. You can find them all now on Red Bull TV. Basically, this is a battle in the world of snowboarding. Head-to-head snowboarders doing battle. A challenger uh, and a defender with the winner advancing through to the final two stops of the Natural Selection Tour. They're all available to watch. They're dropping daily on Red Bull TV. And I implore you to go and watch them because it's a brilliant bit of snowboarding out there. It's all the brainchild of Mr. Travis Rice, uh, the double stop well the, the triple stop tour but the double stop tour basically Revelstoke and Alaska happening later on in the season with friend of the podcast Ed Lee in the commentary booth for that one so do go check them out once again Red Bull TV for natural selection jewels and the other news and most pressing news and biggest bestest news we've got a new world champion <laughs> ladies and gentlemen Everybody else, please let it be known. Nail the signs up in the village square. 16-year-old guest of our podcast, Mia Brooks, absolutely decimated the field today in the women's slope style. Baku Riani in Georgia was the scene of the crime for what was just an unbelievable slope style session. She only went and won it with what, Jenny Jones? Oh my gosh, with her first ever in competition, and I think, no, I'm pretty confident, the first ever cab 1440 by a woman in a competition. Can you believe that? It was so exciting to watch. I watched it live with you on the comms, Tim, and oh, it was the best. It was the best. I'm so like I got n- I achieved nothing that morning because it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just so stoked I couldn't stop replaying and watching bits and then watching her weight 
to receive a medal. Did you see that? She was all like, because she's so, you know, she's so young. She wasn't really sure what to do. Oh, I'm going to put a flag. Oh, what? I've got a flag. I've got to carry a flag. Did you hear? So yes, I actually had a message. Did you hear uh, when she got at, when she asked Zoe Sadowski Sinner, who's clearly won lots of events, yeah. she was the defending world champion. She asked her, do we get champagne now? Yes. <laughs> and I say, yes. <laughs> and oh, Zoe goes, so nah. <laughs> no, it's always like, nah. But I was thinking, yes. And then she just didn't realise, like, because obviously they play the national anthem and she was like, oh my gosh. She was like, almost like an like she was just embarrassed by it all a little bit. It was yeah. Jenny. Did you? But it was um, amazing. Did you cry, Jenny? I, I'll be really honest. I did actually <laughs> cry, but I wasn't commentating, so that was okay. But Tim, Tim, Tim was commentating. Tim well, yeah, to go back to what you were saying, you asked me where I was, um, and I obviously broke into the news. I am in Manchester, currently at Media City, just around the corner from. BBC and I'm here to do the live commentary for the BBC on the Freestyle World Championships. So I had the pleasure today of of watching all that unfold this morning live and it was just I mean it properly took me back, Jonesy, to when we were doing <laughs> the same for you in, in Sochi back in twenty fourteen. It was yeah, just a brilliant moment. You know, the and and let's just go to the snowboarding. I said it yeah, at the start, actually yeah. I don't know if you listened or watched, but I said women snowboarding is the best, it's the most progressive, it's where the fireworks are, you know, you it's, it's the lions, isn't it? You go to the zoo and you want to see the lions. You don't want to go and see the flamingos. You, you want to see the best thing. And it's that's women's snowboarding at the minute is just, it's on fire. Well, no, to, this is to both of you. So uh, about, you know, about the progression of women's snowboarding then. So she, you know, this cab 1440 that Mia did, which was amazing, unbelievable. I mean, how... When you were competing, Jenny, I mean, how does it compare? Like, what's what's changed over those years? And how diff... I appreciate how difficult it is, but, I mean, how difficult is that? I want you to try and paint a picture for me, Mr Idiot Hall. There's so many things I could say about that. Yes, it there are peaks and troughs, aren't there, in, in... Well, there have been peaks and troughs in women's snowboarding, so you'll get, like, a surge of excitement where women over the few years are sort of progressing their riding or they're going off bigger jumps. So in my era, it was more that we started going... You know, we were going off the same size jumps as the men, and then our tricks were were improving, but they definitely weren't moving at lightning rate, probably because we were going off massive jumps and just getting more used to that, and that in itself was what was kind of rad then it's stagnated a little bit um then you get the like you know you've got jamie anderson still pushing things through and then you have this wave like with your anna gasses and then other riders coming through after that there's just so many of them and because there's so many of them no one can play it safe so you have to constantly be improving your tricks and that and that's what's why it's such a good vibe now is like like you've you know, Zoe top of her game and then you've got like Mia coming through suddenly. But what I just want to say what is so cool to have watched with Mia is let's not forget she's she's 16. It's her first ever world championships. She's just gone and done X Games, which was a massive learning curve as well, I think, for her, because there was so much going on. It's so intense and the weather was really gnarly and you know. I thought she rode great, but you could see she was kind of gutted that she hadn't made the podium. And she's done, again, she's done the um, Lax Open and smashed it. Now she's at the World Champs and she's 
put down like an incredible run, like an incredible first run. So you're like, wow, like what does she do now? And for her to just go, ah, fuck it, I'm going to go for the 14. (laughs) Not even a 12, not even a 12. She's like, I'm going to go for 14. And, and, uh, and, uh, you know, she hadn't even, like, from what I'd heard from chatting to her coach afterwards, she hadn't even landed that yet in the practice, but she was like, nah, just going to go for it. What a wicked mentality, don't you think? It's awesome. Sorry, yeah. I've just gone off on a No, 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 but so it's, it's awesome, isn't it? I love how stoked you are, right? She said on the podcast, didn't she? She was talking about the twelve, the cab 1260. Yeah. She was ta- telling yeah. us about it. Yeah. So I'm in the commentary booth yeah. going... Right, where does this run up grade? My brain's going, how does she how get more she points? S- she's sitting in silver medal position. Mm. She's going home with a silver. She's got nothing to lose. No. She might as well try and upgrade this run. And my, your brain's trying to go, right, what can she do? Ah, she can cab 12. So I'm going, she's going to cab 12. Here we go. This is it. If she wants to do the cab 12, she's going to do the cab 12. She did the cab 12 and I went, oh! And then my brain went, she's landed. She's landed backwards. She yeah. hasn't landed forwards. So my brain's going, cab 12, 60. And then I start my old brain. He's trying to calculate what the next one is. And I'm like, I, th- I think she just 14 Now what? Did she oh. just 14? And then it just, it was unbelievable. Absolutely amazing. And, and this she is my, this was is my not, like well, pure stoke at the end of that run. Yeah, it was yeah. so it was so great to see. And you you mentioned the, the jumps to him as well. And Jenny, like they, to me, like some of them there looked quite... I don't want to say they looked small because they didn't, but it, it they looked quite flat almost. So the camera angle on the first and second jumps on from the knuckle really flattened the jumps. So right. that, that actually did them a bit of a disservice. And actually that first jump was quite flat. So so the first jump was quite flat anyway. The second jump had that kind of oh, I don't know how to describe it. It looks yeah, a little bit like right. a bedpan, doesn't it? It's kind of got the two little yeah, bits with the on lips the side. On the side. It's got like two <laughs> little yeah. yeah in yeah. the bedpan. It does. It looks Hit like a poop bedpan. scoop or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, poop scoop. I'm yeah, going to yeah, use that yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, hitting the poop scoop. And through the middle on the poop scoop, that was flatter, which is why the judges were really rewarding the riders that went off the sides. If you went right off the thin sides, because it put you so much higher. Yeah. So, actually, yeah, Ollie, it, it, the first two jumps were a bit flatter than perhaps normal World Cup jumps. But um, the camera angles didn't help. Oh, oh, well, let's now. Enough of Mia. She's hard, you know, she's had enough time. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, so no, seriously. Well done. Well, no, but uh, bigger, bigger news is we've had a voice note in. We've had a voice note. Uh, you can, of course, get your voice oh. notes into us. All you got to do is slide into our DMs. We are the at Pod on Instagram. Um, head over to follow, and you can send us a little message. And we've had this little belter in. Now I've not listened to this, so hopefully there's no expletives. Uh, but this comes in from a fantastic voice. It's only Mr. Sam Plank. Hey, you legends. Hope you're all good. Absolutely loving the Apre pod. I just thought I'd send a quick message in as I just got back from a week out in Switzerland, Ooh. which was so sick nice. and so nice to be back out in the mountains. Aww. And with that, a big thanks to Timo for hooking me up with a pair of his old boots. <laughs> they didn't have me shredding as hard as you, Tim, but they certainly did the job. Sorry to hear about your trip as well, missing your flight again because of all the traffic and that. <laughs> Tell you what you needed. You needed Ollie Peer with the traffic news on Radio Solo. Oh. Congestion <laughs> on Fishbourne Roundabout. The real message, I kind of... Uh, the real reason, sorry, I wanted to message in was 
I just wanted to tell you guys how nice it was to listen to the Apre playlist when I was riding. Music from crazy metal mega death music to like chill jazz. It was actually really sick. <laughs> Oh. And also just knowing that all those amazing people and shredders you'd interviewed had all contributed to that. There was just something really nice about that, and I thought you guys should know. I'll also never listen to a chairlift in the same way again. Every time the chair went over the rollers, I just got that flashback of that magical twinkle music when you guys leave the cabin and go oh. for a shred. So I thought you should know that too. Anyway, keep what? up the good work. Love the pod. Well, you've been this podcast worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh no, but that is that is really nice, isn't it? Because you like we, you know, we we do this and we love it, and it's just really you forget sometimes that people actually listen. That's really lovely. Oh, that was so lovely. That was really lovely. Oh. Who was that? that was Sam, Sam Blank. Uh, he's from Bournemouth. Oh, Sam Listen, Blank. He listens to Ollie oh. on the radio. Yeah, well, he? That... down in Wyvern FM. He listens. Ollie, yeah. Ollie, give us a bit of travel news, Ollie. Give us some travel news. Do you, yeah, genuinely, go. the way that I do yeah, the go. travel news is I go, oh, uh, yeah, all right, so... Oh, it looks a bit busy on the M3 there. Yeah, OK, so try and avoid that. So if you're heading out later, you know, <laughs> don't, don't go on the M3. Spider Fig, give us a call, 0808 100 3900. <laughs> Another Stop voice it. note. We're viral. Do you want to hear? Yeah. It. Do you want another one? Here we go. Oh, my boss is calling me. My boss is okay, actually hang calling up, me. Can hang you hear that? And and take that. <laughs> She's probably probably heard me doing the travel. She's listening. <laughs> we've had. She a... spotted something. She's spotted something. <laughs> we've had it. We've had it. We. <laughs> she spotted something. She has. She's ringing the hotline up. We. <laughs> 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 Jenny, that was funny. Oh. You can text as well, eh? You, you, you can text A one triple three. Start with the word Solon. Ah, sorry. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's tickled me. We've we've had another voice note. We've had another voice note. Two have been sent here, so we'll have to listen Ooh. to them both. Here we go. This is from Lynn on Thanks, Instagram. Lynn. Here we are. You said you love voice notes, so here's a voice note. Uh, the podcast with Billy. Wonderful. I, I love Billy because he is just so down to earth, so normal. And that's actually one of the things I love most about the Apray pod as well. All of you are just so normal, down to earth. That's what I love about snowboarding. Anyone can get involved. Anyone can join in. And we're all just normal people. There is absolutely no elitism in it. We're all just people that like to ride around the mountain and it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, great podcast with Billy. I'd also like to say thank you again for the gloves. Did wear them in Colorado oh, um, last week gloves. and they were great. They kept my hands really warm yes. when it was minus 13, whatever, every single night when we were out. Um, must admit, didn't wear them in the day because baby pink is not really my colour and doesn't really go with what I wear <laughs> on the mountain. But every night we went out for dinner or just walked around the village, it was great. And I'd also like Jenny to hear this message because I bumped into Jenny at one of the demo days at Tamworth Snowdome last year. Now, second message. How ridiculous is it that voice notes have a minute cut off? 
Although, to be fair, to be fair, it was most people voice noted me and it was less than a minute. Anyway, bumped into Jenny at the demo day at Tamworth and because I told her I was going to Beaver Creek, she requested that I frequent one of their finest liquor stores. So, of course that happened. I went down into Avon and went to that liquor store and have, in fact, DM'd her a picture of me outside said store. Um, so hopefully she's enjoyed that. Also, I would like to say I really enjoyed the fact that you guys were mostly drunk during that episode. I don't know whether you actually were or were just saying it. You definitely seemed jollier than normal. Oh, I was drunk. But maybe. really enjoyed that. And the pièce de résistance was the fact that you signed off saying thank you, cunts, to all of us. Brilliant. Keep it up. Don't change. Love you all. I. That's not my fault. I didn't. We, I, Lynn, I did not do that on purpose. That, that Tim that wrote that in the script, Ollie. and I no. Tim wrote it in the script because he thought it was funny, and I read it out, and I beat it out. I don't think that you're cunts. I was actually no. talking to Tim oh and Jenny. Oh my god! Because as we've established, we're no longer friends, well done, so I can call them that. Oh, Lynn, I Lynn, totally that lovely, remember that. And she probably has messaged me. I need to reply that, don't I? Beaver liquors. We've had plenty Please. of bottles of booze from there, haven't we, Jenny? God. How nice is that? We're getting voice notes. Thank you so much for those. If you Love want it. to send us a note, you can send on WhatsApp. 07835622. No, I'm joking. Um, what you can do, though, can send us a little voice note. Uh, drop it into our dms over on instagram we are at the apray pod or conversely if you want to send one on an email we are the apray pod at gmail.com uh, no this is a serious question have you been to japan did you go to hakuba in the south island no no i've been to niseko but i've been four times and it's amazing why because I just drove past Trentham Gardens, which has a monkey world, and it was so awful and rainy. And I was thinking, do the monkeys live there? And then it got me thinking, they can't live there because it's too cold and rainy. But then it got me thinking about the monkeys. Have you seen the monkeys that live in Hakuba in the mountains? And they go hot tubbing. Yeah, yeah. They genuinely go hot tubbing. No, we didn't. I don't have that where we went. Sorry to really disappoint. But the oh. snow is still the best pack. <gasps> oh, who's that? Marcus. Marcus who? Marcus Brigstock. Yay! Oh, mate, put it, look at the f snow you're bringing off to get the snowboard. Oh. Oh. I, was, I was listening at the door. You were talking about monkeys. Yes. <laughs> I thought, I've got to get in on this. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, hold that thought because there might be somebody here that doesn't know your voice or recognise your voice. So let me help them out slightly. Dust your snowboard off, put it in the rack because today we welcome not only a radio host, TV host and award-winning stand-up comedian, but also a man, a dad, an actor and someone that's braved Channel 4's The Jump. Uh, he's had shed load of odd jobs. He stands at 1.88 metres high, apparently, although the internet says that I'm a millionaire, so I don't believe anything on the internet at the moment. But more importantly, he's a lover of the mountains and a total frother. It's Marcus Brigstar! That was a good intro, man. I was happy with all of that. Do you, Have you seen the monkeys in Hakuba? I've never been. I mean, I've been to Japan, but I've never been riding in Japan. Never. You've got to. Oh, You've got to. Uh, I have. There's a whole long thing that's happening, which is that <laughs> I, which is that I got married uh, three and a half years ago to someone mm. who is still 
from my point of view, a project where the mountains are concerned. Oh, okay. right. right? Ah, so she, like, she's yeah. not yet won over to the joys of sliding either forwards or sideways. Okay. So, okay. so going, now listen, I thought we'd go all the way to Japan is too big an ask. I'm yeah. like, let's easily go to the Alps where everything's easy and nice mm-hmm. and uh, I'll coax, 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 and eventually Good. Japan, monkeys, powder. Okay. Be over can I can I offer a little bit of um uh what's in the horizon hope on the horizon that's the wrong figure of speech basically my wife um similar deal uh, long term project I she wasn't a skier a snowboarder I obviously was um on her first day of learning to snowboard with me as the instructor she caught a heel edge and fractured her pelvis oh um, my god now that's, that's enough to put anybody off but i'm here in manchester and currently and this is 12 years on she's out in italy on a girl ski trip so yes Yay! that's the spirit there is light at the end of the broken pelvis horizon well tim i've ended up because i because i set up these gigs comedy gigs in the alps however many years ago now 20 something years ago i've ended up teaching an awful lot of people to snowboard and ski (laughs) and i've learned some things and the first thing i've learned which i assume you've learned by now tim is if you love or really like the person get someone else to teach them yeah do not do it yourself my dear friend (laughs) carrie who's a, a brilliant comedian sketch artist actor and all of the rest of it i was teaching her to snowboard she's quite tall and i said to her on the way up i said look you're probably going to fall really hard over your toe edge once, maybe twice, and over your heel edge once, maybe twice. And what will happen is that will really hurt, but you will learn then some things not to do. And she went (laughs) over her heel edge and hit her head on the ground and was in so much pain, like throbbing headache. And I went, that's the one I was telling you about and tried really hard to keep it light. And I went, the good news is you'll never do that again because you know what's involved in that. She stood up, did it again immediately, and that was the end of her snowboarding career. (laughs) That was it. She's like, okay, mate. Well, I gave that a go. We could still walk back to the lift in under under a minute. And she went, yes, that's why I'm stopping. Can I just say from a sports psychology perspective, giving all the negatives of what could happen is not always the best way to start teaching someone to snowboard. That's true, Jenny. But what if she'd gone over like that and I'd gone, well, shit, I I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that. You are you are shockingly bad at this. No one's no one's ever done that. Do you know what though? When I when I learned to snowboard, right? So I was a skier. Um I started when I was maybe sort of 17, 18, thereabouts. And I skied loads. And then I was out in Canada one time and I injured my ankle. Uh, so much so that I couldn't get a ski boot on. It was so uh, swollen. Yeah. I couldn't get a ski boot on. But I was like, I'm in Canada. I'm not wasting this. Yeah. And it was it was back in the day when the division between skiers and snowboarders was. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't know yeah. if you go to Val d'Isere, but it still happens there. A lot of yeah. people in in fully tweed outfits going, "Excuse me, we were here first. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you face forwards on two and a half meter skis." And you yeah. don't enjoy it. Um, so they hated the snowboarders. Anyway, I was like, I've got to do something. So I thought I'll get um, some snowboarding lessons. 
and I got this guy and he was amazing. He had a squared off goatee beard, a big <laughs> floppy beanie hat before everyone had one of those. His name was Chuck. It was everything oh, you wanted. Of course it was. And of course he, it was. And, and I said to him, I was like, so mate, what uh, what do you do when the, when the summer comes, you know? And he went, I go out to BC, I plant trees, hop a flight to New Zealand and I just ride. I was like, my God, you are literally from a cartoon. You are dream scenario. But he showed me this thing and he said, you mustn't ever tell anyone this, but I am now. Uh, this thing where when you're standing on your heel edge, you stick your hand out, your leading hand out in front of you and you roll it all the way over. He said, turn it over as if you're holding a tray of drinks upside down and it will force, because it's so uncomfortable, it will force your shoulder round your body and when you're on your toe edge you do the same thing but offer the tray of drinks behind you he said soon as you can make those turns don't do that anymore because you're putting your arm in a place where if you do fall it's gonna break off uh, yeah, but i did like this a thing. lego man i did this thing and i could because of him not because of me i'm no one sportsman but i could within two hours link maybe like no seven way. eight turns comfortably i'd fall on the eighth ninth or whatever but this weird thing so he was he was an absolute dude and, oh, wait, and i bet he was a surfer or a skater was he a surfer or a skater i think maybe he was i think maybe he was he definitely had that look yeah but it really worked like following the hand thing and then i i was a snowboarder then for 14 years and i never put another pair of skis on until Sick. until the jump came knocking and yeah the, and that, yeah. now now I'm, now I'm happily by so. <laughs> well, we all are. Now, we all are on this podcast. We're yeah. all happily by on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. But also, I, like, like that these days, if you're serious about being in the mountains, I say serious. If you're not, if you're like I am about being in the mountains, which is like you just love it so much, why would you not do both? There are days. Yeah. There are hard pack groomed days when skiing is so fun because you can go as fast as lightning you know you dare and and yeah. yeah exactly you dare you're stable and it's all easy and breezy and stuff and then there are days when there's a dump and all you want to do is just just flip the board and face downhill and do nothing just bounce around you know yeah so yeah do both but don't snowblade come on don't be a wanker yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah no, there, there are limits there's cutoffs yeah, isn't there there's yeah, things that yeah. you should not be doing oh, yeah. well, let, let's i, I want to get onto the comedy a, a bit when did you sort of think oh you know I'm, I'm out in the mountains you know what this is missing it's missing a comedy festival well it was really early on so i i was um i was about i guess three maybe four years into my stand-up career i was on the telly a tiny bit I was on the radio quite a lot and i was gigging Every weekend. And in those days, there were so many gigs in the UK. You could do 10 in a week easily. You could do two Thursday, three Friday, three Saturday and two Sunday and not work the rest of the week. And you've hit 10 gigs by Sunday night. Right. Wow. So it was Whoa. packed, which was great because we're a densely packed country and comedy was really thriving then. And, and I loved it. So I just got, got really busy. But a week away from that, self-employed was a week away from earning anything and then when you mm. add on top of that the cost of going to the mountains which is astronomical i was like just from an economic point of view surely there's a way of doing this and i'd done the apre thing i don't drink so i'd never done like the late night apre business but i'd always like gone out i'd enjoyed seeing bands playing early evening and stuff 
And I thought, surely stand-up is like a perfect fit for this. Not least because the people who go to the mountains are get-up-and-go people. They're people who get involved, right? So, And they're mm-hmm. always the best comedy audiences. You don't really want people who are sort of... They're too cynical, right? And you've also all done the same thing every day. So if where we did the first gigs was in Chamonix, if there was one bit of the slope you could refer to that was sheet ice, and you know for a fact everyone's fallen over on it, it, that bonds the room together and was like, yeah. oh, I went over on that. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Oh, you know, <laughs> everyone loves that. It's just what everybody does, right? Oh, did you hear that ice? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. some tosser getting off the lift. <laughs> right. All of that shared experience was great. So I. <laughs> I did phoned. Marcus teach you? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did you smack, <laughs> did you smack <laughs> your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did he have you dislocating your arm carrying yeah, an yeah, invisible yeah, yeah. tray? Yeah. <laughs> I thought Tim's wife was going to be here, but she's in the hospital. <laughs> Pelvis has gone, apparently. Oh, yeah. so, so I, um, uh, yeah, so the first gig I did, I phoned up. Um, Dick's Tea Bar in Val d'Isere because it was a place I'd been because I'm bosh. And uh, and I literally went, can I speak to the manager, please? And they went, yeah, all right. And they put this guy on. I was expecting to have to explain all this in French. And he happened to be an English guy from Northampton. And uh, I said, look, you don't know who I am, but I'm a stand-up. Uh, I'm on the telly. I'm on the radio. I love skiing and I love being in the mountains. And I think stand-up would work really well. And he was like, hmm all right, leave it with me. And he phoned me back two weeks later and he booked myself and two other comics for a festival called Sham Jam, which I'm sure oh, some yeah. of you would have been to. Yeah, I've competed at Sham yeah. Jam, yeah. Have you? Yeah, of course yeah, she yeah. has, of course she has. <laughs> yeah. Probably won it. The first year we did the comedy in Sham Jam, the perfect thing happened, which was that the border cross course was set up so badly that the borders were having to unclip and do a hop up, hop up part of the slope, yeah. clip back in and go again. And it was, I mean, it was great spectator sport, I must say. So we did we did these gigs and that guy, uh, it's a fellow called Richard Lett, who was running Dick's Tea Bar, uh, is now one of my best buddies and we've been running comedy in the Alps for more than 20 years. Every wow. single year. Oh, man. Hundreds of comedians have learned to ski and snowboard and are devoted to it. And then, so Andrew Maxwell... Uh, who's a brilliant, brilliant comedian from Dublin. He and I were really passionate about boarding and stuff. And we just got chatting over, it took a couple of years and we went, we should really do a festival. We should try, you know, this is, this is such a perfect bringing together of something that we love so much, both parts of this, the comedy and the sliding, surely others will too. And here we are, we're still, we're still going. Yeah, because yeah. I, I went to uh, ages uh, twenty. I think it was like twenty twelve. I came. Yeah. I came to the festival, and it was exactly what you said. We were riding in the Mahoffen Park, like training, like training yeah. for properly. But then we'd come down, and it was perfect because we then got to go and watch real quality comedy yeah. gigs. And I was like, this is such good value for money you were getting so many comedians like, it's such like, a good fit too and like the list yeah. of comics who've been yeah like Jimmy, it is I, I saw it's the Jimmy top Carr of the tree yeah tim minchin was it on the yeah. piano yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it was amazing. wicked yeah I, so um, they, must, they must love it as well then are they are they just loving it because they get a bit of a free uh yeah. a free holiday as well just yeah. that yeah. was that was always the deal so the original gigs which we ran 
predominantly out of Maribel, but we did maybe in total, maybe 20 resorts across the Alps in Italy and Switzerland and France. That was the deal. I mean, we did get paid for the gigs, but basically it was a trip and a chance to be in the mountains with ski hire and all of that business and, and learning and, you know, so everybody just, just loved it. And, uh, you know, they still do. I mean, the queue of people desperate to come out and do these gigs is, uh, pleasingly, is rather, th- I worry every year that they'll, that they'll go, no one's gonna all come. right, Brigstock, yeah. you're done. You're done. Yeah. See you later. See you later. Yeah. yeah. So it's back this year then. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, we're back this year's um, 3rd of April in Meyerhofen. So we moved over to Austria a few years ago. And, I, you know, I've done most of my riding in France and I love it there for lots and lots of reasons. I've got really good mates who live in the three valleys. But I think Meyerhofen is a perfect fit. The Tyrol Flat Valley base means when you're in the town, you're in the town and it's easy mm, yeah. to walk around. And the you know, the vibe of it's just really kind of villagey and fun. And there's something weirdly, you can't, I thought when we first went there, the Austrians would be very serious people, but they're not. They know they're funny. They they, <laughs> they know lederhosen and beers in cups with lids. They know it's funny. So, uh, and then, you know, and the riding too in, in my, out of Meyhofen is kind of a perfect mix for beginner skiers and boarders all the way up to like there's some there's some very serious riding to be had especially if you go up onto the glacier which i uh did a lot of last year so yeah it's kind of it's ideal really we love it the, the, the thing is yeah well this is it like you we i mean we all obviously love skiing and snowboarding but what you've actually gone and done as a comedian is you've gone and created this entire business solely on the premise that you get to go out regularly to go riding so like where where did that which which is amazing but but where did that i mean you've mentioned how long ago you started when you were sort of like 17 18 what was it that kind of where did that passion come from you clearly love it you're like it might surprise a lot of people how super like knowledgeable you are about it all i'm ridiculous i am ridiculous the moment it starts getting cold in the Mm. uk I, I have this a genuinely like a feeling like I can feel myself being pulled towards oh. it. Now I've got a I've got a twenty year old son and a seventeen year old daughter and a one year old. Right. Oh my, so my it's really, so getting out to the mountains now is really complicated. But but I've helped teach or rather watched my two older kids get better and better over the years at it. And there are there are no things more joyful to me than that than that mm-hmm. thing of them figuring it out. And then the first day they go, dad, let's go this way. And you go where they want to go. And oh, you amazing. see them leading and they've, ah, oh, so great. I took my son, I'll never forget it. He was only 12 or something. And we were in um, Val d'Isere and I said to him, he'd done a really good week. He tried really hard and he'd learned brilliantly. I said, listen, let's go down the fast, right? It's one of the legendary yeah. downhill courses. Yeah, yeah. It can be quite choppy. It's very steep, but it's beautiful. You see the whole village below you and it's really cool. And I said, do just stay close to me though, because it's, you know, it's it's quite a full on run. <laughs> we got about two thirds of the way down and I just heard this little voice go, am I good to go now, dad? And he just shot past me and I oh. said, you little bastard. Yeah. And we went, I went right then, come on, we'll go again. And I went, I came out the lift and I was like, like, right, come on. And he beat me, beat me three times, three times Uh, down the fence. It's the pits, but it's also the best feeling there is. And our our little one and a half year old, you can't go too soon because you can put them off for life. But I am so excited 
about getting him on whatever he rides on first and just seeing that thing of just beginning to put it all together. It's such a joy. So, yeah, for me, it's really, I think that, I don't know if I'm really an adrenaline junkie, but there is something that's kind of similar to stand-up. There's like an out-there experience where if you don't concentrate, you are going to get hurt. Yeah. Right, and I I really like that. I really like things that demand all of my attention. I think it's partly that. I think it's the giant just being on a mountain, the big sky, or or sometimes you know you can only see a couple of feet in front of you. Yeah. It's have you st- have you done much um, backcountry stuff yet? Like um, yeah, or in a, yeah, is that would you say you're drawn to that now? Like going in the powder or. Would you still tinkle in the park and stuff like that? To be honest, I uh, since the jump, I yeah. won't do anything where I'm projected up into the sky. Did you get? Re- I can't remember <laughs> right. if you got hurt. Did I got hurt? hurt, Jenny. Yeah, yeah, well, I no, got no, hurt. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let, let, for, for those who don't know, the jump was a. It was a show in, in on Channel Four, wasn't it? It was Davina. Was it Davina McCall hosted? Yeah, yeah. Davina hosted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was. And the idea of it, I thought, was absolutely amazing. I loved it. You, I was just like, this is great. This Tim, is you stunning. should have been hosting that, Tim. You should have been on there. And, it was stunning. And, I mean, they. Yeah. There's a reason why we're talking about it in the past tense, by the way. And that is on series... Yeah, series three, Davina McCall, (laughs) with a fairly straight but Davina's smiling face, looked into the camera and said... Um, sorry to say, Beth Tweddle will not be competing today. Uh, she's gone for routine spinal surgery. <laughs> like, uh, uh, there's nothing routine about your spine having to be surgeon. Oh and it was God. like, no, so on our one, we were the first one, and it was Steve Redgrave, Darren Goff, and a bunch of others. And the I was the last one standing from the original lineup. When we got to the final, yeah, I made the final. It was really chuffed. I tried, I tried so hard. Because I was surprised at the skiing. I was like, how is he? He's really good at the skiing. And I thought you were just all out snowboarding. No, I gave it, I I gave it everything. Yeah. Gave it everything. I tried. But here's the thing we were being trained by Olympians. Yeah, right? I, to, I was, to do I stuff that. that I have loved since I was a kid, you know? Like, yeah. I got to ride a skeleton bobsleigh course, you know, uh, trained oh, by by Olympic winners. It, was, it, it doesn't it's get so better cool, than that. We did, yeah. we did downhill courses. I was just stunning. So Steve Redgrave broke a finger and three ribs. Darren Goff <laughs> broke three ribs um, and <laughs> broke his hamstring. Melinda Messenger concussed for a week. Sam Jones, who played Flash Gordon, broke his shoulder, never even made the first broadcast. Oh, there wow. was a journalist on there who broke the the bone in his hand leading to your thumb, broke it into seven separate pieces. Oh and my I, God. I broke my cruciate ligament oh, oh on no. the uh, border cross course, but it only finally snapped in the air as I came out of the compression on the last jump. So, you know, like you go into those jumps and we'd been told, go in as tall as you can and then crush the jump as you as you go over, crush it and go long and flat. Because this jump, like to you guys, I don't think this is much, but to me, 
I'm oh, a no. big I'm a big man and I'm not very fit. The, the end of this meters. the end of this jump <laughs> was over six foot, and then the fall away meant that if you didn't go long and flat, my head was going to be a solid twenty foot above the ground, and I oh, can't yeah. have that. So yeah. I came in, I did exactly what was told. <laughs> right, I went in big and I crushed up nice and small at the point of release. But but there's so much pressure on you at the point of release. My knee was like, press, 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 total release. And it was at that point in the air that it went, nope, and just came apart. It was already clearly mostly ruptured or damaged. So I'm then coming through the air, looking at the finish line, knowing that I was going to have to try and land on one leg. And I was already (laughs) so high up. All I can tell you about that, final jump was I had enough time in the air to plan what I was going to do with the rest of my year. (laughs) (laughs) But but Matt, Ollie, here's the mad thing about it, right? You talk about my obsession or passion for this. I was the only one who had written into his contract that I wanted to keep all my gear. So whatever I used that they provided, I was like, if I touch it, I'm keeping it apart from the bobsled, right? Yeah, yeah, because I was like, I'd been a boarder for 14 years, right? I had no ski gear. We had body armor, helmets, three or four sets of really good goggles, racing skis, racing poles, racing suits, everything, right? And I was literally being driven away in the ambulance, shouting out the window, I want those skis, they're mine. (laughs) The the poles, no, fuck you. That helmet, that's smart, I'm having that. Don't you do that. Don't you pack them up. Don't cut my salad pets off. Don't cut yeah. them off. Don't no cuts. No cuts. And that was it. And I've still got all my gear, you know? So, yeah, yeah. It was so good. It was so good. It was thrilling. And then the last two guys, they were they were reserves who'd been bought in because we'd all been injured out, you know? So, um, yeah, and then I had my... Had my cruciate rebuilt with some other bits of my body and uh, got back out on the slope uh, in under a year. So it's oh, all well good. Oh, well done. Flipping That's it. amazing. Yeah, you live and learn, don't you? Did they cover all your insurance? Interesting question. Yeah. yeah so here's what happened. Let's see how good Channel 4 lawyers are. Yeah, no, yeah. no, they were great. They were great. What we had not anticipated, they covered all the injury and oh, physio to get me back on and all of that business. What I had of not, earnings. I had not accounted for loss of earnings. Mm. And it did, it cost me, like, it cost me a lot of work because I was... I don't know if any of you have ever done a cruciate ligament, but yeah, like I it's have. a it's big recovery, right? It's really you know? long, and I'm not that fit, so it was uh, you know. Anyway, but no, they were they were sweet, and do you know what? If the jump came along again, even though my left knee still gets quite painful, if it came along again, I'd go again. I but loved you'd, it. You'd write a few oh, things in that. Kid. Yeah, one or two. Class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know the gutter, Jenny? Was there was no snowboarding event that year. I know. No, I there know. wasn't. That's I really why was no like, event. Yeah, because yeah. I got to come and teach the snowboarding in the ones after that with my Tyndall and stuff. Yeah, I was and furious. That would have been wicked. I would have been furious. like, yeah. We went. So we were banned from going off skiing on our own because th- we were being knocked out so quickly. And Steve, we were staying in Innsbruck ah. and Steve Redgrave and myself 
who he feels the same about winter sports as I do, right? Just loves it, and he's you know he's a nutter. Um, so uh, <laughs> biggest so hands I've ever seen in my life. Oh my Steve god, absolute shovels! Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> the man, the oh, man just just by going like that, he can build a, a ski cross course. Extraordinary. <laughs> um, we uh, we snuck off because we worked out they did um, night skiing up in Kutai. So yes. we would oh, yeah. sneak off on my. I have um, uh, I God knows what convinced me to buy it. Uh, a nitro Pantera board that is, <laughs> it's about as tall as I am for some reason. I've never understood battleship boards, <laughs> but this is a battleship board. And I, t- I took it up there with Steve Redgrave, and he's quick as a whip. He was on his skis, and I thought I'll just see on my big board if I can keep up with him. And I nearly died. Um, skiing, <laughs> skiing in semi-darkness under floodlight, but yeah, we just sneak off at night to go to go riding. Oh, yeah, yeah, how romantic! And I do now, like I do whatever is possible. So if I'm out skiing with my wife, I put my skis on and try and find beautiful tree-lined green runs to convince her this is the greatest thing on earth. If I'm with passionate skiing friends. Uh, then we go skiing. If there's any new snow, you won't see me for love nor money. I will find anyone who will keep me company and fall <laughs> off the back of everything there is. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Amazing. Yeah. Right, listen, save save this because it's time that we uh, that we do indeed put our snowboard boots back on yes. and get onto that chairlift and go have a few runs. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Woohoo! <laughs> The chairlift, Marcus. An acrophobic's nightmare, like gruffnuts on a bum hair. You precariously dangle, swaying in the wind, hanging above potential doom. But it's also the perfect place to share tall tales. Not a bum, a chairlift. Oh yeah, I've got some. <laughs> I've got some. I've got some tall tales for you. Come on, then give us your best. What, what's your What's your your best dinner party? Your dinner party story then. Ski, the mountains. Uh, mountain related. I tell you, genuinely, the best dinner party story I have. So, I have been sober for over thirty years. Right, I went into Congrats. rehab when I was very, very young. I had terrible problems with drug and alcohol dependency and food problems. Went into rehab, and I've been sober all that time. And I am now also bizarrely a an international cheese judge a judge at the world cheese awards <laughs> and i am a qualified level one cheese master what? no true, way true story what at level one what's level one so level level one is uh basically you can identify cheese you can identify um not cheese generally. You can't just point and go, say, yeah, that's, that's cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's cheese. Uh, no, you can identify no, cheese. That's you can identify cheese, cheese types is. and tell, okay, yeah. tell whether they are in good condition, whether they're, you know, over the top or blah, blah, blah. And you understand about the process of making, producing, keeping cheese, but you're not at the uh, running a cheese shop level. That would be level two, <laughs> and then it goes on. It goes up and up, you know. But level one's is there like a enough term for this. To... Is there a proper name? Or... Yeah, the Academy of Cheese. I'm a level one cheese master. The Academy you know, of like, Cheese. What's, what's the wine? Is a sommelier? Yeah, is sommelier. Then, yeah, I don't what, know. I mean, I call on? myself a curd nerd. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but so I went to. Um, yeah, I went to do. the fromagerie in. Um, in Maribel, which if, if you've ever been, is a cheese mm. shop, a fairly small cheese shop. And then you go down some stairs 
And, you know, most people who've had fondue will say the first two bites are delicious and after that, it's all the same, you yeah. know, and it's sort of about the cured meats you get with it and stuff. This cheese mm. fondue is delicious to the last bite. I've no idea what he's putting in there, but it's I, let's say it's heroin. Something very <laughs> Moorish, right? <laughs> anyway, oh, I, it's very Moorish. I, when you, I cook with alcohol because it's fine, it all burns off. What I had not understood is that the alcohol they add to cheese fondue last minute doesn't burn off because it's not hot enough and gets trapped under the layers of cheese. And I got oh. pissed, oh, right? No. So I'm a recovering alcoholic. Oh, no. This is fucking serious. Oh, I no. left this. I left the fromagerie and my buddies were like, Marcus, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I've just had a lot of cheese, that's all. <laughs> and I got in the car and really slowly crashed it. Really oh, slowly. No. Just, oh, just like crashed it into the car in front and went, oh, yeah, it turns out I'm a, I'm a bit drunk. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, it was the only time God. I've been drunk in over 30 years. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. It was fine. It didn't, just didn't lead slow. to a relapse. It was all good. No, yeah, it was just a really slow car crash. Yeah. But I suppose they've got to do anything to encourage people to eat fondue because you're absolutely right. Like I, th- yeah. I feel like after, after two bites, because I, I, I did two seasons in Maribel, and yeah. it, the Savoir generally is just cheese and ham. Like that's yeah, basically yeah. all they've got in it. Yeah, and you get bored of it after a while. Yeah, so, I mean, look, it, we are. It's all covered in snow, and we get to go very fast and all that kind of business. But it is a farm. I mean, we are <laughs> we are on a farm. You shouldn't forget that. And when you when you find questionable attitudes amongst the locals, uh, remember they are farmers. You know, they <laughs> yeah. might be they might be now billionaires because they yeah. happen yeah. to own land upon which thousands of toffs show up every year and hand over all the money they have to be transported comfortably on a heated chairlift. Right? They're millionaires, but they're farmers. Yeah, and, uh, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm going to go for the I'm going to go for the the easy questions. Um, for, well, firstly, what's your favourite cheese? Got to ask that. In the end, it's probably Stilton. Okay, you know. Mm. Yeah, but in it, like, can I? I just want to. Sorry, just want to dig into that a little bit. Yeah. In oh, the in the in the like in the ceramic thing or just no. in a. No. Okay, because there's a thing about that, right? If it's in like a yeah. Pot. So what's all that about? Basically, so to be perfectly Cheese honest, master level the, one. Can you explain yeah, that? The Stilton, <laughs> the Stilton that ends up in a pot, is um is leftovers. Oh, oh God! So I'm eating it's all leftovers. the leftovers. Oh. Whereas if Damn you it. if you cut into a piece of, I'd recommend Colston Bassett or Cropwell Bishop. I think they are consistently the two best. Stilton producers in the country and it sort of alternates year on year depending on the milk and all of that as to who's got the best and genuinely year on year I couldn't tell you which is which because one year a Cropwell Bishop will taste like last year's Colston Bassett and da 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 but either one of those but when you cut into that you'll see the way that the the mould has acted on the cheese and that really affects the flavour. So the stuff in the jars is usually very high quality. It's, it's usually really, really good and it will keep for longer because of the moisture stays in it very nicely and stuff. But, it, you know, if you've got a big Stilton, you just turn it over anyway and it keeps the moisture 
uh, in it. Go so, and sink in yeah, and then yeah. back up. Yeah. Oh, my but I mean, goodness. look, mountain mountain cheese is is excellent, and you know, Beaufort and Comte and all of those and Gruyere. The reason those cheeses are huge, yeah. wheels uh, a wheel as big as a as a tractor wheel, is because they're all made high up the mountain, and you don't want to have to do loads of trips. So they ended oh, up really? making yeah. So they ended up making one big cheese that you could transport relatively easily because you can roll it down a hill, and that's that's how those cheeses ended up being what they are. And that the the size of them affects the flavour because you have to prepare the milk in a certain way, mm. you have to salt the milk in a certain way, you can mature it for longer if it's huge, and it's high mountain milk, so lots and lots of stuff. That grass that sits under the snow that we rattle around yeah. on through the winter, right, all of that, when it comes through, is it's all beautifully rotted down, so the, the ground is packed full of, of um, sugar and salt and uh, probably sweat from skiers and all the rest of it. And there's loads <laughs> of, limbs, of yeah, limbs. there's loads of mountain yeah. flowers in there as well. So those kids. floral those floral flavors you get, particularly in, in Comte, and you can pick them up in Beaufort as well, are literally the cows have eaten a load of flowers. That's why it tastes like it does, you know? And I, that's part of what I love about cheese as well is that it has, yeah, it's all got stories attached to it. We went, I went to a, we did a, like a really small TV feature for cheese last year in the Swiss, oh, nice. the Swiss tourism. And we got yeah. to see it all being made in like those massive cauldrons yeah, like yeah. in the farmyard. It was so cool. Incredible. And then, Harsha ends up getting in that. She got in it in, in the milk afterwards because you could just, like bathe wow. in the milk. Oh the my bottom. god! No way. Yeah. What? It's supposed to be good for your skin. Yeah, or it's something. really good for your skin. And I was wow. like, yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah, full of enzymes. But then, Lovely. Yeah, but they those they, we went to like they keep them all in caves there though, don't they? Yeah, Have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, yeah. We went in and I I know this sounds awful, but I could not do the piece to camera because I was just gagging. The smell too much. <laughs> the smell. The smell. Yeah. Too much. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I was like, here we are, and it was just because it's, it's not like smelly cheese. I mean, it's not like um, feet smell. It's not like what you think of as smelly cheese. It's like this. How do I explain it, Marcus? I don't a know. Deep, it's, it's a deep, it's cavey just, funk. Yeah, it's and, so and, and the thing is too, like with that, with that stuff. Part of what's going on there. They'll tell you they know exactly what's happening and why one cave ripens a cheese one uh, in a certain way and another cave doesn't, but they don't know. It's literally, oh. there's literally some voodoo going on. Like, oh, like God. they don't know. Okay. Why does that cheese taste like that? Mm, bof. Mm. Uh, but Gruyere, Gruyere <laughs> won the, um, a, a certain Gruyere won the World Cheese Awards last year, which is a little bit of a predictable result, to be honest. But anyway, it, I did try it and it was Love phenomenal. Love the cheese chat. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that going to be, is that gonna be yeah. in the show notes, Ollie or Tim? The, the cheese that he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'll put some, I'll put some cheese, cheese notes. I'll put some cheese notes yeah. in. Cheesy <laughs> notes yeah. are in. All right, uh, that's the cheese taken care of. Um, that's the top of the list. Best place you've ever... Yes, top of the list. Uh, best place you've ever snowboarded or skied? <gasps> best run ever. Best run ever? Like an actual, Ooh, an existing yeah, run? Yeah, I suppose. It's, that's too hard, isn't it? Yeah, go on. No, go on. Yeah, run. my favourite... Um, my favourite run ever is the one that goes from the top of Courcheval down to La Tanya. I'm pretty sure it's Ooh. called Fournay. And it's a 
tree-lined red run and it doesn't matter what the weather's doing i've been down it in bright sunshine i've been down it in a blizzard i've been down it in rain i've been down it in fog so thick you couldn't see your own feet and you can always get down there because it's tree-lined both sides it's for me the perfect gradient you can just absolutely hone down it it's wide enough you're not going to risk bumping into anybody and it's the one I've never once been down there and not felt absolutely ecstatic. Yeah, love it. Wicked. Oh, nice. Similar for me is the Birds of Prey in Beaver Creek, Colorado. And that is um, Colorado. Did you see how I did that then? Um, and is it's where they do the downhill course. But again, that's tree-lined and you can run it in all kinds of conditions and it's just amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it's kind of blissful, isn't it? I mean, there are ones... You know, there's lots in Mayhofen that I've been down that are great. There's one famous one there called Kamikaze for some reason. All yeah. that means is loads of people who shouldn't be going down it are goaded <laughs> into it because it has a silly <laughs> name. You go, oh, have you done yeah. Kamikaze? No, yeah. but I'm gonna. And then they go no, down no. it, they fall and slide the whole thing on their backs while we all watch from the lift. There's some there's some yeah. great runs uh, there. I mean, Jerusalem over the other side of, of the Three Valleys... But there's, it just depends on the day, doesn't it? You know, yeah. sometimes, yeah. Uh, uh, to be perfectly honest, a, a tree-lined boulevard green run, you know, coming down to a village towards the end of the day when the sun's sitting quite low and you're kind of mm. not even doing anything very much, that can is be your, like a, like a your piece of heaven. just walked in? Is your missus just walked in? You're like, I'm constantly advertising, uh, and then and then sometimes you want that one where when you when you point your skis or the tip of your board over the edge, you think, oh, I better Jesus. pay attention here. If yeah, if I get this wrong, yeah, yeah, it yeah. is going yeah. spectacularly. Yeah, wrong. and I love that. You know, like when you're in backcountry stopping with a friend and planning your route and going, okay, well, that looks safe and we'll do that. And then I'm going to go to there and then go left there and then right there. But, and that thing of breaking, breaking new snow for the yeah. first time, yeah. I don't know. It's sort of perverse in a way, isn't it? But there is something about that. Even though, you know, yesterday there were 50 people doing the same thing, but there's been yeah. new snow and you do, you feel somehow like a pioneer goes deep into the human spirit i think it's a it's like oh, a much man. better version of putting your hands in cement isn't it like yes it's just it a, is <laughs> it's just a yeah. much much better it's, there's something really childish about it it's like yeah i'm just gonna leave my mark i'm gonna that's leave it. my mark that's it yeah, and if you exactly. can if you can double that up with a baraka piss into the side of the mountain <laughs> those can be seen from space absolutely <laughs> remarkable <laughs> do you ever do when you do this jenny probably hasn't had as much experience as doing this but you you know, sometimes when you do stop for a week in powder in the trees, are you a name writer or are you a center of the earth hole maker? Uh, I'm more of a... Because I like to just go straight down. Yeah, and I'm more of a borehole right guy. To the, to the earth. There's the tr yeah, trouble is, Tim, there's too many letters in Brigstock and I simply don't... <laughs> I simply don't have the bladder capacity don't, for don't it, you know? carry the volume of liquid, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah, straight down, um, Jenny, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> just, just praying to God you don't get the back of the salopettes. <laughs> like a yeah, fucking um, mod of uranium straight through yeah. the snow this like yeah, yeah. <laughs> right listen stop it stop it i can see the last i can see the last lift pole we're getting to the top the bar's coming up oh. final question then what's left what what's left for you 
on the bucket list of skiing and snowboarding? Well, Japan, Japan. Japan, 100%. But do you know what's left? Uh, forgive me being a bit sentimental, but it's two things, you know. My wife has done a couple of runs where she went, aha. And I really yeah. want her to have that thing. I do because I'm passionate about it and I, I, I can't think of anyone I'd rather do it with, you know. Um, but I wanted to have that moment where it clicks and you go, oh, oh, now that was great. Let's do that again. And to be honest, the same for I've seen my two big kids and they're both brilliant, brilliant skiers now. I cannot wait for our little Billy to get on skis or a snowboard mm. for the first time and see that thing coming together. So, and and for me, like, I just want to stay, I'm not, a, I'm not very fit. I just want to stay well enough that I can continue doing this uh, until I'm w- well into my eighties, you know? Yeah. yeah. Fully yes. achievable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And luckily there's machinery yeah. you can strap to your back knees. and your knees and all the rest <laughs> yeah. of it now. Yeah, yeah. That will more or less keep you upright. Mm. Yeah. I've been skiing with Frank Gardner a few times, you know, BBC oh, security correspondent. Yeah, yeah. We want to get on, him on, yeah. On his sit ski. Well, he's great, Frank, and he's really passionate. So I've been out and done racing events with, with Frank. And um, that's uh, like, you know, he was... You must get him on. He's the most fascinating guy ever. He was shot in the spine six times by Al-Qaeda, six times, and is still doing his job. But I've been mm. out with him on his sit ski and helped to lift him on and off the uh, chairlift. Those sit skis are heavier than they look, I'll tell you oh, that. Okay. Yeah, but like, I've done the same. I look at Frank and see the speed that he gets and the absolute joy he takes in, in not just skiing, not just doing it, but doing it really well. You know, mm. and learning to mm. carve in a sit ski and stuff. And I think, God, if he can do that, I better be able to still snowboard when I'm in my 80s. Right, we're at the top. Um, it's time to take a run. It is snowing. It has snowed. Uh, we have bottomless powder for this rundown. Are you on skis or a snowboard? I'm on a snowboard. Okay, fantastic. Uh, this is the part of the playlist that we like to call making tracks. Uh, music obviously goes hand in hand with skiing and snowboarding. Now you, now you do love your music, don't you? Passionate well about it, mate. Music. Absolutely passionate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you play? Do you play an instrument? Yeah, I'm gonna play the trumpet a tiny. Play no, play the trumpet a tiny bit purely for my own um, pleasure. I'm like uh, don't jazz. You rap? Do I rap? Don't no. You rap? No, I don't rap, but I can <laughs> I can beatbox and oh, beatbox. and bizarrely okay. bizarrely there was a track called I Don't Smoke um by DJ Decline and it, it's it had this sample on it that went uh, do you smoke Paul? No, I don't. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke cigars. I don't smoke a pipe, 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 pipe. I don't smoke the reefer. Right? And it was sampled <laughs> From a sketch show that I did, and it's my voice on that track, right? No. And, and it's like it's a massive dance tune, and I had no idea the guy Deadline sampled it, and and then I was like, oh, that's very cool. So I have had a number eleven chart smash, um, but <laughs> oh I kind of yeah, Facts. I'm passionate about loads of different kinds of music, but when I'm riding, um, reggae is a lot of it. 
So I'm gonna you're gonna have to put your head on the line now above the parapet, whatever they yeah. say, and you're gonna have to you need three tracks because we okay. first of all we need the track to get ready to and ride the chairlift to get sure. you amped for a day on the mountain. What is yeah. it? Do you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go classic. Uh, if I'm getting all my gear together, uh, I'm gonna go back in black ACDC. Oh, like it. That'll get me absolutely pumped. <laughs> And we get these, all these tracks do make it onto our Spotify Making Tracks playlist. I'm so stoked this is on the playlist. <laughs> so this is getting ready. This is getting ready in chairlift. That's that sorted. Now we're at the top and you've already alluded to the fact that perhaps a little bit of a LTJ Bookham for the ride down or perhaps some reggae. Um... Do you, do you ride with music? Do do you do you can you? Because I, I can't do it because I end up going too fast and hurting myself. So I have to. Jenny's the same. She can't ride with music either. Do you know it's funny you should say that? I genuinely um, I, there's only been a couple of times when I've hurt myself rather than like being hurt by the jump or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it and it was I, I I'd lay the blame squarely at ACDC's door. Uh, it wasn't <laughs> back in black no it wasn't back in black it was um uh a whole lot of rosie and i just uh, came off i came off a lift and it was playing and that's the one you'll know it like with angus go and it was too much and i went yeah and then, like i fell so hard and hurt myself it was bad so no now i like bouncy things that's kind of my riding yeah. style, just nice flow and bounce. So there's a really great version of Shimmy Shimmy Ya by Prince Fatty uh, that I think is perfect. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, okay. man. What a tune. <laughs> what a tune. What a tune yeah. that is. So right, good. So, so um, good. We're at the bottom. We've had a fantastic day. We arrive at Apre. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe this is, maybe you're, are you performing at Apre? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. Or, is this, maybe. or have you already performed at Apre and is this the chill out song? What's your final song choice of the day? Um... Uh, so this is end of the day. It's all over and you want something. Yeah. So this is a bit more well, mellow. It's up to it depends because you might want to go dancing and do like have a bit of apre, just dance. Do you know what? Yeah. Or you might want to chill. So it is kind of totally I'm gonna up go to you. super styling, Groove Armada. Oh, <laughs> good. It's, like it's got an amazing build up to it. And it feels like it's gonna be quite mellow and then when it when it really kicks in, it's I think it's irresistible. Just following the pattern naturally harmonizing. Climb into position with synchronized things. Live from out of ghetto with maximizing. Song of the move on mother. And a little bit of trumpet in there for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So a friend of the pod. In fact, I think you you're good friends with him, Nathan Gallagher, friend of mine. Yeah, Nathan. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was actually telling me, um, I told him you were coming on and he remembers taking a photo of you with your trumpet in, <laughs> yeah. in the Arctic or something random. Yeah, true said. story. Yeah, we yeah. sailed from uh, from Norway to Greenland together. Yeah. That was a mistake. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, no, really. We was nearly it? died. Yeah. Did yeah, you? Yeah, it was horrendous. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, that's Never a chairlift again. story, right? Yeah, there. climate change is very serious and very important. But uh, leave it to the experts. <laughs> now, we were we were with a team of scientists sailing across what used to be part of the ice cap, taking temperature and salinity readings across the seventy eighth parallel, and we got stuck out at sea amongst a oh, lot god. of icebergs in a huge series of storms. And yeah, it was really genuinely. A bit Monstrous. sketchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit oh sketchy. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Nah, oh, well they, were, they were some great choices, Marcus. They're going to be on Thanks, our man. Uh, ultimate mountain playlist, which is Woo-hoo. making tracks. You can find it on Spotify right now. Uh, in the show notes, Tim. In the show oh, notes. Oh, in the show notes. In the show notes. <laughs> Along um, with a, a cheese recommendation list. Yes. 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 Cheese recommendation list. It's been it's been a real pleasure speaking to, with you. Oh, like, thanks for uh, having and hearing me. Hearing all your hearing all your stories and you know and you're great on screen. I've seen you in Maribel before, actually, years ago, nice. like fourteen years ago, fourteen yeah, fifteen yeah, yeah. years ago or something. Yeah. In the little theatre there, do you remember that? that yeah, place? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the auditorium. Yeah, it's great. Yes, man. exactly. Yeah, I can't great. believe really altitude this year. We've got Dylan Moran coming. I like, know he's a big oh, man. That's nuts. That's nuts. So cool. Can- Ski or snowboard? Does you know yet? Are you going to be teaching him? I highly doubt he will venture <laughs> out of his room while the lifts are still open. Yes. I hope he does, but I think it's unlikely. I don't know if you've seen Dylan trying to stand up, like with yeah. shoes on. I can't work out how much of it. You know, it's it's like uh, well, he's going to be drinking, isn't it's he? That's real. kind of what. Yes. It, yeah. Okay, it? I believe it. Okay. I believe it. Yeah. 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 Okay. But there'll but be yes. some good there's some good young young comics there that I always quite like that because they're always keen. I'm still like get up for the first lift and stay out there till the last one, you know. So Are you really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Killer. It's pathetic. I genuinely no, it's great. I'm in it's so great. much pain on day two, but I'm like, come on, come on! <laughs> We've only got a week. Well, yes. um no, I hope well I hope it goes well. It's gonna I mean Thank you. Yeah, it'll be great. And it was so yeah. brilliant to hear all your oh, stories. Oh, thank you so I much. Really Thanks for having me, guys. It. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope I'll see you on the hill at some stage. Yeah. That'd be amazing. You know? Yes. Or in a cheese shop or a naked sauna, you know, one or the other. Or one on the jump again. Yeah, on the jump. Let's <laughs> bring jump back again. a jump. Just call yeah. it yeah. jump God. again. Just yeah. surely yeah. one of the one of the streaming networks will do it. They've got loads of fucking yeah. money. They can or, do it with it. <laughs> or we go to channel five and get them to do it on the cheap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no insurance. And you just sign. Yeah, you sign the shit out of it when yeah, you sign yeah, them, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. no comebacks. <laughs> oh, cheers, Marcus. Thank you so much. Nice one. Thanks, pleasure. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Bye. See you. Bye. 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 Well, he's a nice guy. Oh, he is. I... Does he go to the top of our? He's our nicest ever person that's come into the log cabin you shouldn't say that because no, you, you that's say that. you're just offending everybody no, else I think he's just, but he is the best well he's just one of those i mean because <laughs> we have people on the podcast who are like you know they're professional athletes and that's their thing that's what they're really amazing at and uh, marcus is a professional you know comedian a broadcaster and you can tell how good he yeah, is he's such a great talker he's brilliant you can and you and i knew so little about him like about his background in skiing and everything that i was just the snowboarding it's just the fact that he loves it so much mm. and just story. Total frother. Yeah. Total frother. Yeah. First to last lift. Yeah. 
Anybody that claims they're first to last live, they are frothing. Yeah, <laughs> really, they really are. Like, and I feel like he's like, you know, he's dedicated. Well, he's he's a he's a comedian, but he has literally shaped his career so he can get out on the mountains. That's how much he loves it. And you just think <laughs> for somebody to be able to do that, like they really do fucking love what they you know love getting out on the hill and i think for a lot of people that's just you know that one two weeks a year it's like absolute gold does to them it's like i will not sacrifice yeah. anything else over that i love it so much and he's one of those guys and you're doing it year after year after year after year so yeah he's um awesome oh, mega um right. sadly we got to uh, we got to batten down the hatches. Big storm coming in. Jenny, you can go and do the ones out the back. Ollie, can mm -hmm. you go and bring in the uh, picnic bench? I will. Uh, it's time to go. Hey, if you've enjoyed that episode, you know what to do. Just give us a like and a share and a comment and a whatever you got to do. Just tell your friends about the app, Because it is the best winter sports podcast around. Certainly is. You can email us as well. Uh, we love to hear your stories. Uh, Theappraypod at gmail dot com, or if you fancy it. Get on the gram. Get on, the, get gram. on the gram. Yeah, you can get on the yeah, gram. Come on, Jenny, how do they yeah. do that? At Apropod. That's it, isn't it? That's yeah. it. At, Just there you go. At the Apropod. <laughs> Is that much. the Apropod? At the Apropod. At the Apropod. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And, and also, um, thank you for your voice notes like sam's voice note earlier on get your voice note into us let us know what you've been doing where you've been and we'll play it on next week's episode or months or years or whenever it comes out yeah. the next episode all right see you soon see love you bye, bye.